Welcome back to Marshy's Corner, brought to you by Summit Heights Club. On today's episode, I have my guy Kai Veleza on. Uh, Kai has just shares a great story, um, talking about his playing days and how he transitioned into the world of coaching basketball. Um, I think the the coolest thing about Kai is after our after our podcast record was recorded, he he told me that he didn't want to talk about himself. He just wanted to share things that he's learned along his way to help other people so um he has a great heart and that came through in this podcast i think and yeah i, I think i think people should enjoy it hey wait bro what do i what what what's after me right now what, what do you mean I, like what we will be going you got to give me like some type of preparation i interviewed in a minute <laughs> no we're just gonna talk bro this is the thing well i've actually started recording so i, know, I don't even want to like trip it but like i just you know like be prepared for where we're shaping this conversation yeah i don't even honestly i uh i decided i wasn't going to take many notes for this one because the reality is is like <laughs> i mean we've known each other forever but we've never actually talked <laughs> so i was just like Heck. i guess i'm just gonna find out about kai today you are um and jesse probably you know a lot of stuff well we'll see depends on what what's asked where the conversation goes. Yeah, just make sure you stay uh, fairly close to the, the computer just so the sound doesn't go like down all the time. We are good. Yeah, man. All right, you ready to start? Sure. All right, so you're in Hawaii. I'm in Hawaii, bro. Why are you in Hawaii? I've got family here and uh, it's just a good little getaway before, uh, before the, the real stuff starts, before the Fullerton and all that start, so. Yeah, yeah. So you're coaching at Fullerton this year. Hey. It is a, yeah, that is the first year. First year doing that, so excited for that. So um, how'd you get this coaching gig? Um, it was funny because I was uh, I broke my leg in January, and um, I was just like chilling at home, kind of reflecting on life and, uh, you know, just kind of talking to a lot of people. Coach Webster and I, the head coach at Fullerton, we stay in contact a lot. And um, he was just kind of asking me what I was doing. And, just just for context, uh, just for the people listening, because not everyone's going to know you. So you played, you played at Fullerton? I played at Fullerton College. Uh, that's where I met the, the famous Jesse D. And that's where our friendship started. And... Um, yeah, that's, that's the program I went to. Um, the way I got there was a pretty interesting story. But, uh, yeah, so I went there and then I transferred out after that. But uh, Coach oh. Webster and I always had a really good relationship. And um, we've always just stayed in contact. And we hadn't even seen each other in about three years uh, until I finally saw him this past spring. But, um, like I said, we always had a good relationship. And we were just talking. And uh, he's asking about my injury. He's also asking about like my future plans and stuff like that. And I was kind of telling him how I always wanted to just be around the game and keep that um, as something I wanted to do. Uh, as at least that's what I feel right now, and I think that is something I want to do full time. And um, you know, he was just like, you know, why don't you come on as an assistant? Um, and I just he just told me, you know, but you got to work hard. You got to. You got to dedicate yourself to, to what's going on here. I'm gonna have to really work super hard. Um, and so far, it's been we've been through a spring and summer season, 
um, or just workouts. And now I'm getting ready for the for the fall and for the, the regular season. So it's been good so far. Um, I think uh, just my relationship leading up to right now is uh, definitely um, that definitely made an impact on his choice of hiring me. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. So was coaching ever like ever part of your plan? Like before the injury, did you did you ever think about being a coach? Um, I started training. Um, when COVID hit, uh, I started training, um, little by little. I, I coached when I got home. I coached at camp for like, uh, it was like this really good middle school camp and there was really good, uh, middle school players and I was kind of thrown in the fire. Um, funny story about that was I got called, the camp was on a Saturday. It was a weekend camp, right? And, um, I was on my way to work some tournament and I got called at like 7 a.m. super early asking if I could come fill in to coach a camp. I've never coached in my life. And, uh, you know, I hear it's like some middle school camps. I was like, all right, it's just kids, so it's not going to be too bad. And I get there and it's just this crazy setup. Um, I guess it's like some big camp. It's called EBC Elite Basketball Circuit. And so there's like all these posters around and then you have all these, uh, pretty well-known club coaches from the Orange County area and kind of like surrounding areas as well. And then um, I find out the person I'm filling in for um, is like the, like a really big trainer. He's worked with NBA guys and uh, coaches like these big, club, these big club teams or whatever. And, you know, it's me filling in for him, someone yeah. that doesn't really have a coaching resume. I mean, I have a playing resume, obviously, but no experience coaching. Um and all these coaches are kind of looking at me, not like they don't really, they've never really seen me. I know, I know some of them, um, but not as a coach, you know. So um, I was thrown in the fire with, with doing that, but then by the end of the weekend, um, <clears throat> I loved it. Um, you know, I thought it was really cool, and I had to run my own station for over an hour, and I've never really done anything with drills and putting people through drills, and I had to, <laughs> I had to just come up with things on the spot. And um, I connected well. I got a lot of compliments from parents. And um, I think that's when it really sparked the interest, at least. Um, that was back in November. And then you know, COVID hit uh, like four months later in March, right? So um, that was November of 2019. And then COVID hit 2020. And um, literally, like, I mean, kind of like everyone else, no one knows. No one really knew what to do, right? Like we didn't yeah. know what was next, and you know you want to stay around the game. And um, uh, it started with um, my friend Dez. Jesse knows Dez. Uh, you feel I feel like you've probably seen him. Jesse post uh, Dez on his Instagram. I don't know if uh, yeah, maybe at his, uh, the boy Dez. He just posted his open run highlights uh, yesterday. Um, <clears throat> so basically, we got bored during quarantine, and we were talking about how he was going to school and stuff like this. And um, he had asked me if I could like start working with him. And I didn't really take it seriously at first. Um, but then, you know, quarantine kept going on and we were just locked up. And so uh, basically I just told him one day, I was like, you know, let's just get ready for, for your season that's coming up in November. It was May at the time. Um, but, you know, let's just start working now. So I did, I had never trained anybody. Um, you know, I didn't know really what I was about to do. And, um, basically we, we met at an elementary school that had like 
very inaccurate line. So the three point line was probably a free throw. Um, it was just this like horrible elementary school. But at the time, nothing was open. No gyms were open, obviously. Um, uh, hoops are hoops. You know, there was, just, there was no, there was nowhere, there was no access. The elementary school was open. Um, we didn't know what other places were open. We just went there, and the net was like pretty much broken off. Wasn't even a full size backboard, and we just started working out there. And I didn't know what I was doing at first too. And uh, but as as he kept working and working, um, you know, he he uh, he got a lot better. He was seeing some results and. Um, finally we got into a gym and then when we got into a gym, um, it was funny because I was, I was working him out in a gym and then, um, another player saw it, saw, saw I was working out. Right. And, um, this was another college player. And then he asked Des, uh, you know, like who I was and if I charged for workouts and stuff like that. And then that's when it just kind of started. And then, um, that was kind of like my first client, I guess, if you want to it out there like that I don't really like calling it that but that's pretty much what it was and um I just enjoyed it even it wasn't really even about the money um it was just like a different feeling like helping someone get better you know what I mean and so I was doing that uh there was another girl I was working out for a couple months obvious um really good high school player now she's going to college and um <clears throat> that's kind of just where the the love for like player development started and uh, and that's kind of exactly what my role is now with Fullerton. Yeah, fast forward to that. I was so, going to ask that uh, what what your role was with Fullerton as like a coach. Yeah, so so the role is like just player development and also a lot of like video coordination. So um, being like a video coordinator means you're uh, and I haven't really experienced it yet because we haven't gotten to the season. But um, you know, a lot of film breakdowns, a lot of uh, things where I gotta you know clip stuff up where you know these are bad possessions and we got to improve because we weren't in you know we didn't have good faith in here or you know on the defensive end we didn't uh close out you know here or or not closing the gap here stuff like that and then um so it's going to be a lot of that a lot lot of that stuff you know maybe meeting with guys individually um showing them where they can be better so um kind of tying that in with player development and getting them in the gym and working on certain things that can benefit their game and help add to, you know, the system we have going on. So when I started training, you know, I just like, I was like, all right, you know, I, I actually really like this, um, you know, but I was still like kind of playing as well. So I was still working on my game, but at the same time helping others because I feel like um, I have a good knowledge of the game. I just study the game. That's just a big habit of mine. But once I got hurt, I didn't know if playing was still going to be in my future. Uh, so I really started, like, I had all the time in my hands, right? I mean, I couldn't yeah. move. I couldn't walk. So I was just on my computer every single day just studying different stuff. And I guess that kind of grind paid off because, you know, obviously now I'm coaching and I'm at a really good program. So uh, I'm very fortunate. It's um, Coaching is one of those things, like you talk about, how it wasn't even really about the money and things like that. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a whole nother... Uh, it's just a whole nother aspect of the game that can bring out like a love for it. So for me, like I like, cause I've, I've done a lot of coaching myself, um, probably a lot more coaching than I've done playing. And you know, everyone, when they play basketball, like they have their little, like their obviously their dreams of where they want to go with it. But, um, for starters, like I, I didn't even really have, I probably didn't, I wasn't in the right school. I wasn't in the right programs to 
really push my game to even know how to push my game to the next level. So like mm. uh, for me personally, like I came in and I was like, okay, well I had to self teach a lot. And, and, and I kind of knew that there was probably not that you want to put a cap on yourself, but there's probably a cap of how far I could take the game. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a bit shorter. My, my arm spans shorter than my length than my height. Like right. I, I don't yeah. have the body for basketball, but I've always loved the game. And, um, and I do, I do think I'm probably a better coach than I am a player, and um, and I still play and stuff. But when you start to coach people, and and you start to be able to see that like your knowledge and your what you bring to the game, like just from a mental standpoint, and when you can use that to help other people, it it, it is it's kind of different. It's it's very enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. And as a coach, there's there's almost sometimes it's like an even bigger job than being a player. Cause you're, you're at the court with the players and then you're doing all the homework outside of it as well. Um, but so you, well, you talked about how like you weren't sure whether you were going to go back to playing, like is your playing days kind of over or are you, are you looking to still play? Like what's going on playing wise? I don't know. You know, I, I rehab really well. Um, I am back to like, I would say I'm fully healthy now. Um, Yeah. Or pretty much right there. It was a it was a long injury. You know, I, was, I wasn't walking for pretty much four months. Um, you said you broke your you leg. Know, right? I had a, yeah, I, uh, and actually, that the guy Des that I, I mentioned, I, we were playing one on one, and I landed on his leg. Um, so I t- I broke my fibula and I tore the deltoid ligament in my ankle. Um, so I wasn't walking for about four months, and I had no idea how I was going to recover. You never know what these things. Plus, I got a, a plate in my leg, so. Um, I was kind of, I figured I was, I wasn't going to be like back for a really long time, but I don't know. I recovered well. I, I stayed disciplined with, with that whole process. I'm feeling good now. Um, you know, working out and, and like just being in the weight room, stuff like that, pretty natural for me. So, I mean, like I'm kind of in good shape and I'm always going to, I feel like stay in good shape. Um, I don't know. I mean, I play for fun now, uh, in shape I would probably say my playing days are done but you know going to the Philippines was uh, a goal and it was something that I was getting promoted to do um, by a lot of the, uh, the media outlets out there um, obviously COVID has made it a little bit more difficult I wouldn't say impossible but a little bit more difficult so um, you just never know because anything I've had any plans I've ever had with basketball have always taken a detour and sometimes put me in better positions so um it's hard to say but i'm always just going to be healthy and working out so i mean i feel good right now at least yeah that's the thing about basketball there's so many different avenues like for me it was playing and and then it was coaching and now i'm kind of behind a mic and i'm getting to talk to different basketball players and different coaches and uh, like sports psychologists and things like that that i've got potentially coming Mm -hmm. on my show so there's just so many aspects of this game. Um, you were talking about you stayed disciplined through your injury. What can you just like elaborate on that? Like, what's what what did staying yeah. disciplined um, mean to you? Uh, basically, you know, because I was in a cast at first for uh, pretty much like two months, and then I had to be in a boot for almost another month. So my foot wasn't touching the ground for you know a really long time. Um, and so throughout the course of like January to, to April, I was just um, doing a lot of research on, you know, rehab, and, you know, because you just never know how the rehab centers are going to be. Um, 
I ended up only doing rehab once a week, actually. Um, but I put a lot of like time and, and research into, you know, how I can get my strength back and what the best ways about going about, you know, recovery is, and, you know, proper diet because obviously I'm not staying active, so you know, I don't want to put on too much weight, and I want to figure out how I can just kind of get back to my normal self. It was just a different type of grind. I've never been through something like this, so. I accepted the challenge. I, I tried not to get down on myself. And once I was able to get into the boot and then like start rehab, that's when I was kind of like at full force with, with that and um, just getting back to full strength. And I think I shocked a lot of people <laughs> with, with how, uh, how fast I recovered. But um, I also put, you know, a bunch of time in, come a bunch of time into it and uh, tried not to skip any, any days or any reps, stuff like that. So um, I'm, I'm glad where I'm at right now. Yeah, diet's something that interests me a lot. What what did you, like, how did you approach your diet? Um, yeah, when I wasn't, when I wasn't doing anything, um, it, it, there was times where it wasn't perfect. I, I ate, like, whatever I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it probably backfired a little bit. And um, but when I got, uh, like, when I really started with rehab, um, you know, the, all the atrophy in my leg, like I had like nothing, like no muscle, nothing like that. So, um, you know, I was like taking creatine. I was, I was making sure I got my protein in. I was getting the calories in and then, you know, obviously mixing that in with, uh, doing the rehab, doing the, the workouts. And then, um, once I was really mobile and you know, I could start working out like, you know, full body and stuff like that, um, wasn't pushing myself too hard to where like I was going to injure myself, but, um, you know, just, just did, you know, what I researched and, and you know, talking to different people uh, that I trusted with, with my rehab process, um, you know, all that played a part in, 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 the, in the full recovery that I've had. So, um, you know, the, the diet part was just as important, like taking creatine, taking protein, getting that muscle back. And then um, the rehab part was obviously, you know, the other, the other, the other battle I had to fight. So, yeah, um, I'm happy. <laughs> no, that's good. Diet, diet's been like a big part of my. It's just something that over the last year or so, I've like really tapped into. And uh, my mom used to always. She does a lot of research into diet, and I kind of just started myself. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's been. So I've been seeing the same physio since I was like 10 years old because I got I got pretty bad scoliosis, mm-hmm. so I got to keep my back straight. So just going to see her to keep myself in alignment. But I found that when I I fixed up my diet and like for me it was getting rid of gluten and dairy out of my diet but um i didn't see her for like six months which is like probably the longest i'd go and i I really locked in on my diet at that point and um when i came to see her like well i've i've lost like 20 kilos since november um last year but like those 20 kilos though i did in like six months and now i'm just maintaining my weight but um she like she was talking to me about how and i don't have any like professional like studies behind this but she was just talking about how uh like the inflammation between my joints and stuff is just like way less than it's ever been and i was like the only thing i've like i'm training just as much but i was like the only thing that's changed is like i'm not eating that dairy or the the gluten yeah and um and then about six weeks ago i i got a minor tear in my meniscus so i've been out for like six weeks now um, but my recovery has been so quick. Like, I feel like honestly, my day to day life, I feel like I could go play right now, but, um, I just know the lateral movements and stuff aren't great for me. 
But um, yeah. but she's saying that the swelling and everything, like there's just no inflammation and and like my knee just kind of feels fine, and I just credit that completely to diet. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So um, well, let's just let's just take it like all the way back. So like, what was your upbringing? Where'd you grow? Where'd you grow up? Um, uh, what's your heritage as well? Yeah. It's Phil, <laughs> is it Philo Mexican? Did I read that? Everyone. You know, I had to get a test them because I want to know the exact percentages of everything. Uh, my mom's full Mexican, but then anyone that sees her uh, thinks she's Asian or Hawaiian. Okay. So sometimes we're not even convinced she's full Mexican. Uh, my dad's Filipino. He's from Hawaii. My grandparents are from Hawaii. So we have, like, you know, both Hawaiian roots as well. Um, so, yeah, we're just kind of all over the place. Those are, like, the main ones, though. But I think there's, like small percentages of other things but not for sure until I, I get that one and I really want to do that soon but um I'm from Whittier I'm from Whittier California which is for the Australian listeners a uh, city in Los Angeles County so basically I'm from LA um yeah I'm born and raised in Whittier uh went to elementary and middle school in Whittier went to high school at Whittier Christian which is actually technically in Habra in Orange County and then from there is when I made the jump to Fullerton College. Um, that was, uh, like I said, that was an interesting like route I took. Um, when I was supposed to go to Fullerton, it was supposed to be under a different coach. Um, kind of backtrack a little bit. Uh, I uh, I wanted to play college basketball, and I didn't know where. Um, Sorry, can I can actually years. can I actually backtrack you even more? Like, when did you start playing ball? Oh, yeah, let's do that. Um, <clears throat> started playing pretty much at a young age, uh, five years old, four or five years old. Um, but I played all the sports, like kind of like any kid does. Yeah. Uh, baseball and basketball were my, were my main sport. And uh, I actually liked baseball a lot more at times. And then I think around sixth or seventh grade was when I, um, when I made, like, the decision to play basketball, uh, like, only. Um, and I still like sometimes wanted to play baseball, but I was like, no, I think I want to play basketball. Too. Can can you you know faster? Can you explain to me the love for baseball? Because I understand how big it is over there. Like we don't really have yeah. baseball over here. My well, we do. We have we have got it, but it's not very big. And like my brother played when he was he my my younger brother he played. I remember I used to go mm-hmm. to the games. I'm like because I used to try to support him with whatever sport he played. I was like, I just don't get this game. I don't like for me. It's just so slow. Yeah, so no, I, stops. But now, now I don't even like it. Uh, I think at the time, you know, I wasn't. I'm still not like, you know, a, a super athlete. Um, I was just, I was just like good at it. Um, yeah. But I don't think I really like liked it. I just, you know, I just had good like hand-eye coordination. Um, you know, I was, I was decently fast. Um, and so I was just like, I was good at it, but it wasn't like it was something I was in love with. Um, I think that's ultimately why I chose basketball, even though basketball is a sport that completely goes against, uh, I guess, my physical traits. But uh, I think that's just kind of my personality as well, just being an underdog and, and enjoying that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, like, like, I, like I said, I don't even like baseball anymore. I don't watch it. Nothing, I don't follow it. But it was a big part of my life uh, growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just such a big sport over there, and I've I've just always tried to. Yeah, it is. Um, it I, is. I've always like I watch it sometimes just to try to 
understand why people love it, but it's just not one of the sports I can get into. Yeah, I don't, no, I, don't I don't blame you. I don't blame you. We've, the same way now. we've got cricket over here. Like cricket, I would say is like our equivalent to baseball, and I don't like that either. So, right. I don't. Yeah. I, see, I don't. I don't follow that at all. I see like something come up on, you know, YouTube or something, you know, and I'll click it real quick. But I don't know anything about the sport. Yeah. No, no, sorry, I, I interjected that. So, yeah, basketball. No, you're good. So, yeah, so um, I was taking it seriously in, in middle school, uh, or more seriously in middle school. And then, um, you know, went to high school, uh, graduated eighth grade at four foot 11, five feet tall. And so, uh, you know, basketball was still something I wanted to do. Um, and then, uh, didn't start playing varsity until my junior year just because. I was small. I was just really small. Um, and, uh, but I was just really skilled. And I think being smaller played an advantage at some, at some points in time because it forced me to work on my skill. It forced me to, um, really learn the game. And it wasn't like, again, it wasn't like I was small, but I was super strong or super fast. I was small and I was, <laughs> I wasn't fast and I, uh, I was skinny too. Um, and so, uh, just really had to put a lot of time in working. Um, and then by, by the time I was a junior, um, I think that's when I really like started working on my game, like seriously. Um, and then, uh, after my junior season, uh, that summer going into my senior year was supposed to be a big, a big year. Like, you know, obviously you want to end high school on a big, on a big note. And um, I started putting in a crazy amount of time in. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I was in the gym putting hundreds and hundreds of shots up, you know, starting to get in the weight room, starting to take that seriously. And, um, you know, I, I think, like, that's when I decided, like, I want to play college basketball. Like, I want to make that something I do. And um, going into my senior year of high school, um, I had a crazy summer. I had a really good summer. Um, I averaged like I didn't play club. I just played my high school because I really wanted to focus on that. Um, you know, I don't know if that was the best decision looking back on it, but I don't really regret it either. Can you um, um just can you just explain just for like the the Australians over here, like what is mm-hmm. like a high like if you're a high school kid, like what does your le- like year look like for basketball? Like so you're saying like you obviously play uh, your school. Typically ball. nowadays, um, you know, typically what you want to do, especially if you want to play college basketball is, you know, you, you play AU in the summer and AU is club basketball and you, you want to get in, get on the circuit. Um, you want to find a team that, you know, puts you in front of college coaches, but, you know, you want to be on a team that also plays the right way. And I think that's an issue that we have out here now. Is, um, teams aren't really playing the greatest team basketball <laughs> out here. Um, I've had a lot of people talk you want about to get that in, with AAU. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, you want to get – you at least want to get the exposure. You want to get in front of college coaches um, as much as you can. Uh, that was something I didn't really understand at the time when I was in high school. Um, I didn't understand the opportunities uh, that were out there uh, to do so. Um, now as I'm older and as, obviously as I'm a coach now, um, I see, like, you know, what I could have done. Um, and, again, I don't really regret it. It was just a learning experience. Um but yeah, there's, I mean, there's different opportunities to do so. And, uh, then you'll have your high school season about the fall, winter, 
But then like spring and summer is pretty much all about club basketball. But I was different because I played for my high school team in the summer um, with everyone else. Yeah. Um, there was no one really on our high school team that played club like that. So I think that's probably why I didn't really know about it was because no one else was doing it. So I just kind of stuck with the group and just played with the high school team uh, against other high school during the summer. Yeah. So, I, oh, sorry. No, yeah, you go. No, no, go ahead. That was it. That uh, was uh, yeah. I was just going to say, cause like I, I had a similar experience myself because so over here, um, I played, I played high school, like I played high, for my high school team and that's how I got into it just cause, um, I was, I was playing rugby and then they, they just started making a, a basketball team when we were, when we were young and, um, my friends play ball and they just tried to get guys to come play so we could have a team and we played together for like our whole six years at school. <clears throat> um, but I was just so content with playing, like I just played high school ball. I played rugby the whole way through, um, right. touch footy, like whatever it was, like that's what I played, but I never understood. So we, we also have club ball as well. And then from club, you also, you go on to play, they call it rep. So you got your rep basketball. Mm -hmm. And so club and rep is kind of the, the more popular route. Like a lot of guys that play club and rep, like they don't even play high school, like their high school doesn't even have a basketball team. Uh, and so while the, the, the school tournaments are big, like the biggest tournaments are like you, you play club and then the club you play for you, then like all the, all the clubs from that region come together to make the rep team. And then you like play, you represent the rep team. And, and I played like bits of club ball and stuff, but like, it was always just, yeah, school, a little bit of club. And I didn't even understand, like no one really even explained to me like the importance of playing rep. And like, I was good enough to play rep if I, if I really wanted to, um, but I trialed so late. Like I didn't play, I didn't trial for rep until I was like 18 and the mm -hmm. rep, the junior rep stuff goes up till you're under 21s. And then after that, it's like playing in the men's rep. And, and I did like, I did try to push myself to try and like see where I could go with basketball for a little bit. And, um, and it was so late for me because I hadn't been a part, like when you go to a, when you go to like the men's rep teams, like, so Jesse's playing for the wizards right now. When I when yeah. I went to go play for that team, like I played for the QSL team, so the team just under what he was in, like the development team. <clears throat> when I trialed, like you you write down your experience, and I sat there and I was like, I played school basketball, and like, and I'm like right. looking at everyone else's experience and stuff, and I did end up making the team, but like just from the from the start, like if you're not playing in those school and rep tournaments, like you're automatically putting yourself behind. So, yeah. but that's how it kind of works over here, but. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So keep going with your your high school. Uh, where were we? Summer. Uh, so yeah, I was playing summer going into my senior year. Um, and I was having a really good year. Uh, even though it wasn't club, um, and I was still playing basketball. So, um, my numbers just significantly improved from the previous junior season. Um, I was averaging just under like seventeen a game. Um, about six assists, about four or five rebounds. But my percentages were crazy. It was like I was shooting, uh, I was you know it's that forty, fifty, ninety club. Yeah, I was pretty much in that in those same percentages. So it was crazy. Um, everything was just going really well for me. Um, you know, all the work I was putting in just seemed to be paying off. Um, and then to start the to start the school year of my senior year, um, you know, it was kind of like start like my coach wanted to start reaching out to schools for me. And, um, you know, just the thought of playing college basketball seemed a little bit more real. And, um, 
I remember he got a call from a Division two school, and like that's when it really started getting real. Like they like they called him. They didn't email him. They called him, and like uh, I was excited, and I, and I kind of started putting pressure on myself to perform. Yeah. And I think that's where everything kind of went downhill. Um, when I started the season, I think the the mental of my uh, I guess thought process on on how I had to play just changed. You know, I went from a really good summer season where I wasn't really caring about anything and uh, wasn't putting any pressure on myself. I just went out there and hoop. Um, now it became like I got to be perfect. Like I got to you know match these numbers. So it was kind of a blessing and a curse to to perform that well because. It was going to be harder to, you know, uh, outdo those those numbers I was putting up. You know, yeah. Fifty, forty, ninety is uh, <laughs> that that's tough to consistently do. And um, you know, also with like the, like the thought of playing in college, you know, I felt like I had to be perfect. And um, so as the season started, you know, every shot I'm taking, I'm like counting like like my, my percentages now. You yeah. know, if I miss a shot, I'm like, all right, I got to make the next one. And I was playing like that, and I wasn't really playing like loose, you know, like I wasn't playing free. And that's kind of where um, things just started going downhill for me. Um, I think my first game, I went like two for 10, like something horrible, like something I hadn't known in like a really long time. Like I hadn't had a bad game all summer, and then um, I'm just shooting horrible. You know, I'm putting the time in, like more working, but then mentally, uh, I'm putting all this pressure on myself for whatever reason. Well, I mean, Obviously, I know the reason, but, you know, it's just unfortunate that I had, like, I thought that would, you know, so. Yeah. The whole season, I'm just, you know, trying to be perfect. I'm like, all right, well, I shot two for 10 this game. Now I got to go, you know, I got to go, like, eight for nine. <laughs> yeah, eight for game. nine. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to get my percentages up, and, and, and that's how I was playing. I wasn't playing, you know, to win. I wasn't, I mean, I was playing to win, but at the same time, like, I had this own little, like, stat you know, thing going on in my head. And I hadn't, I'd never done that before, but I was just so like, I was striving to be perfect for whatever reason. And um, it was just, you know, it wasn't good for me. Um, and I didn't really like tell anybody that I was doing that. It was just like, cause everyone was kind of like looking at me like, like, are you good? Like, you're not, like, you're not playing like yourself. Like, you look like you're thinking a lot. And um, that was just pretty much the big thing was I was just, I was thinking a lot. Like I was just thinking about, um, perfection and, and, and I and I was worried about making mistakes and I was worried about having a bad game and so um, the numbers I was averaging uh, in the summer you know went completely down ended up having um, a worse pretty much a worse statistical year than I did my junior year um, of high yeah. school um, and it was you know that that broke that, that hurt me that broke me a little bit and, you know, um, I remember reaching back out to that school that I had called um, during the season because uh, they actually had wanted me to go out to a game that was going on in December uh, that was local. And um, when I had reached back out to them, they had uh, kind of said they finished their recruiting for the year, uh, for, for the upcoming year. And whether that was because they saw my what I was doing at that point or if they uh, – you know, just really finished their recruiting. They they kind of just went elsewhere. I know I'll, I'll never know, but um, when I heard that, or when I read that, you know, that kind of hurt me even more. Because then I was like, all right, like now I lost out on maybe a possible opportunity to a school, and I'm playing horrible. <laughs> like now I'm just doing 
you know, these horrible things on the court. Um, and so it was just, everything just went downhill. Um, mentally, I just never been through anything like that with basketball. And um, I didn't know if, if college basketball was going to be an option after that, which, which really sucked. And I didn't, I don't know what I was going to do after the season was done because once the season was done, um, you know, I had really nothing to fall on. I played in an all-star game, uh, an area all-star game, did well there. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, that was just one game and that wasn't, that wasn't going to save me from the 27 games I just previously played Yeah, that really weren't too good. I maybe had, honestly won maybe like three games that were like good <laughs> other than that like everything was just so average and below like not below what i was doing in the summer which which sucks that's tough i i can resonate with that like especially like when you're a little bit smaller and your game is is based around like your ability to shoot the ball like i don't know about you like did your coaches put pressure on you to shoot the ball well or is that just all pressure from yourself no, it was just me. I mean, when I when I was playing in the summer, um, they just let me be me. And um, like that junior year, we had a lot of we had my junior year, we had seniors on our team, and um, and then like the team that was going to be there for my senior year was a little bit more different. I had to be more aggressive on offense, and I was practicing pretty much doing that. And you know, I shot the ball a lot more. I was just playing free. I was playing like myself, like or you know what I worked for, and so. Um, you know, and it was working. Like we were winning in the summer, yeah. and I was putting up great numbers, percentages. But then, um, like I said, once once like the the pressure of going to college, playing college basketball, you know, trying to outdo myself in the summer. Once I started putting all those things in my head, um, things I folded a little bit. I mean, it was hard to like I said, it's it hard to to outdo those numbers that I put up, um, and I felt like every game had to be better than any game I played in the summer. Yeah, and you know that was just unfortunate that I thought that way, and um, and when I didn't, when I didn't, that's when like you know I, I kind of folded a little bit more and a little bit more, and you know it just it got to a point where I could catch the ball and be wide open, and sometimes I wouldn't even shoot it. But if you caught me in the summer, I was shooting shots from the volleyball line, yeah, like, with extreme confidence, and that's where it got to. And I look back on those times and I kind of just laugh and I, I watch the film. And, differences but um yeah that's just that's where it got to that's where it got to. it's it's actually such a valuable lesson for like i know there's some younger guys that listen to this listen to my podcast um and like for me basketball like i, I was always a pretty good shooter but <clears throat> i remember we we just go by grade so like when i was in grade nine and ten like that's when i started to like really hit like a like pretty good form shooting wise and and uh coach gee jesse's mom was she became my coach in grade 10 and she, yeah. that's when me and Jesse met. Uh, like he was always at my school, but we didn't really know each other until we played on, he played up a year and he played on our team. And uh, that's where I met the geese and, and everything. And, um, and yeah, she just instilled so much confidence in me. And that's when I had my bet. Like I had my best, like I had a really good year. I shot the ball really well. And then I, um, I started playing men's. So like she had me, Jesse and one other guy from my grade, going up and playing men's with like Jesse's older cousins and stuff. And, and I continued to shoot the ball well there as well. Um, and then the following year, uh, I, she, she wasn't my coach anymore for school where he had another coach who he wasn't a negative coach, but then I was playing in another men's league and my coach there was like super negative. So 
and that was when I first started overthinking my game and the coach would come out and like I could miss my first two shots and and he'll be making little side comments like maybe 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 you're not shooting tonight and I'm just like mm-hmm. and so then you start double thinking about like the shots you've got and and whatever else and and I was um and it didn't really make too much sense to me but like I was going from like I was playing men's two different nights a week I'm like 16 17 years old averaging like 18 in one in one league and four in the other and the one that I was averaging 18 in like was the tougher league and then this other one I've got this mm-hmm. negative coach and then and then that like that negativity like kind of followed me like I had a few other coaches that were kind of like that and there was like a four-year span where I was just overthinking everything and it was just like like every, yeah and then it's kind of only like it wasn't until I became an adult and I was like because I just wanted to make my coaches happy I wanted to perform obviously and then it was just all in my head and I lost that freedom and the, the joy of playing and it was like it was all about results it was all about that sort of stuff and I guess me as a coach now, like I think about that and like, I will never, as long as the the player that I'm coaching, like I know they put in the work. Cause I obviously put in the work to shoot, to have the license to shoot the ball. Um, and as long yeah. as I know that my player is putting in that work, like you'll never hear me say one thing about like their shooting, like whether they, whether or not they should take the shots, as long as the shots they're taking are the right shots and, and, and you know, all that sort of stuff. Like I'm never going to put someone down, but, it, it's it's funny I, I i really resonate with any shooter that like goes through those slumps because you can make everything in practice and then you go on right. the, and then you go into the game and and i'm sure that's what you were like too like practice was fine um yeah but yeah so so yeah that was your that was your final year in high school that was that was it and yeah i didn't know what was coming after but i think that's when the best ahead for me started <laughs> yeah so what what happened what happened next um, so, so yeah, like I said, I wanted to play college basketball. That was something I set out to do. Um, you know, but again, I had nothing to really fall on. You know, I coaches would probably see my junior year to my senior year and see that, you know, you can make a quick assumption and just say, well, you know, he probably didn't work on his game and yeah. <laughs> his numbers weren't, didn't improve really at all. Or if anything got worse. So, um, I just, you know, got back to work. I started working out, and uh, I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what was coming. Um, thankfully, uh, my high school coach, my head coach, um, he was good friends with the, the Fullerton coach at the time, which wasn't Coach Webster. Uh, it was a uh, previous coach, and um, it was he. He had uh, reached out to him. They told me to go to Open Gym over there, and um, you know, I was like, all right, I'll do it. Like at this point, I'm kind of desperate. <laughs> You know, I just I just wanted to go hoop, and um, they had just come off a really bad year, like four and like twenty five, like you know something bad. So I was like, you know, this could be an opportunity for me to go to a school and you know just play, like you know, continue playing. You know, if they're not a good program, then you know I probably have a good chance of playing, right? So I went over to the open gym. I did well. I was doing well, uh, and I kept going back, and, and things were going really well for me. I was playing well. I was, my high school coach was getting good reports from that coach back on me, and I was pretty much, like, set on going there. Um, so I applied for the school. Everything was going well. And then um, <clears throat> I hear from uh, a club coach that I did play for for a little bit that uh, he was telling me that uh, the coach there was probably going to get uh, fired. And I was like, no way. Like, you know, I'm already set with, like, going here. And now, like, you know, it's kind of getting late into the spring. We're getting into the summer. I, I got to, like, 
I'm kind of like said I'm doing this. I don't know what's going to happen next. And he was telling me like who was probably coming in next for the job. And he was telling about Coach Webster. And I obviously didn't know Coach Webster at the time. Um, so I was like, all right, well, you know, I don't know what to do. I'm going to keep showing up to these open gyms and, you know, I'm applying for school. Like, I don't know if I'm going to start going to other open gyms, but like, I'm, I'm said I'm doing this. Like, I, we'll see what happens. And so um, I remember I showed up to another open gym and this was the day Coach Webster came. And I remember uh, walking into the gym or like as I'm walking in the gym, I see a bunch of like different faces and it's pretty much all of like Orange County's like best available talent, uh, high school kids, right? Like all like some of the best players from Orange County. And I'm like, like it's just a different demographic obviously. And now like and Coach Webster shows up and and it's like a whole different scene when you get into the open gym. And now I'm thinking, all right, like <laughs> I don't know if these kids are here because they're here for Fullerton or if they're just like kind of coming like me for open gym. But now I felt like it was going to be hard for me to, <laughs> you know, get on board with Fullerton. So yeah. Um, I was just playing. I wasn't trying to worry about any any of that. And then um, kept showing up. We we did open gym, I think, twice a week. And then um, I think the second time that he was there, um, he introduced himself to me. And we had talked a little bit. And I had just found out, actually, like a month ago, Coach Webster told me that uh, Coach Smith, who was the coach at the time, um, I guess had told uh, Coach Webster about me and said, like, you know, I don't want to ask any favors, but make sure you take care of uh, take care of him. And he was talking about me, which was pretty cool because um, I didn't, actually didn't know that. And so, um, thankfully, uh, by the grace of God, uh, you know, he uh, he took care of me. He, he got me on board, and that's kind of when my journey with Fullerton started. Uh, I started off as a gray shirt, and um, – yeah, that's kind of when everything started with Fullerton. We started getting new players uh, coming in, and then, you know, other guys started filtering out. Um, and then, you know, that's when, you know, the winning started. And, you know, that's, that's the year uh, 2015. Yeah, that's the year I, I met Jesse. <laughs> and uh, that's just kind of when everything changed. And, you know, I'm sure you hear the stories about Fullerton, and that's just kind of when it all started for me. So it was a crazy situation. Um another situation where I just wasn't sure about uh, but you know thankfully you know he took a chance on me and the rest is history and now I'm, I'm now I'm an assistant, assistant coach for him so like I wasn't even a player he recruited and now I'm you know kind of one of the closest people to him now that's pretty cool yeah um so yeah so that's that's where you met Jesse um just I yeah. guess like just because we do have I mean, obviously, like a lot of people that listen to this are basketball players that are <clears throat> are, uh, are Aussies and they're potentially looking ahead overseas. For, I've always heard the yeah. from the perspective of um, because I've had a lot of friends that have gone over and played college ball. I've always heard from their perspective like what it's like for them to go over there and and the good times and the bad times and things like that. Like, what about from like someone oh, yeah. who's been over there? Like you, you grew up over there. You grew up in Cali, but then for you to um have someone from Australia come into your program, like, did you see anything that was, like, tough for him and, and, and or what, things that were easy for him and things like that? Like, uh, if you... Would, yeah, I remember he was, talking, he was talking about, like, you. I know you guys were talking about, like, his Welcome to America moment and stuff like that. Um, 
I'm, I'm trying to remember like when he first came out. I think it was just a comfortability thing. Obviously, um, any new guy that comes to a program, but any new guy, especially from another country, uh, you know, was going to struggle with that comfort, like just that comfort. Um, you know, the time difference, the, the playing, the language, you know, all that. You know, the style of basketball is different. You know, just everything. Maybe even the coaches are, are different out here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I know it was probably hard, um, and there's probably things that I don't even know about that are probably hard, but. Uh, you know, I, I think he was just really trying to adjust and not step on anybody's toes. Um, and, you know, he got comfortable uh, real quick, I think. He adjusted to it. I think everyone there uh, was, like, really welcome, like, welcoming for him. And I think, like, that's why he, you know, he only says great things about all the guys from the team because, uh, you know, we were all, it was like a brotherhood over there. Still is. Um, and, you know, it was just, it was crazy, you know, um, just, I remember competing against him like when he first came out. We were doing like these one-on-one drills, and I was his partner. And you know, we just had a we just had a lot of fun uh, competing against each other. And there was a lot of guys I had to compete against. So yeah, uh, I still the the one-on uh, the the Welcome to America moment that he had. I remember that as well. That that the one he talked about. Yeah, yeah. He was talking about Ian. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he was talking about Ian, and I remember. I mean that vividly too. That's fine. Who who wins ones out of you two? Me and Jesse or me and Ian. Let's go all three. Who wins? Oh man, yes. When Jesse was in America, like that's a whole other story. When Jesse was in like in America, like I'm telling you, we. And it's funny because I'm doing the player development stuff now, right? But like yeah. we didn't really work on our games, like Jesse and I. Like we would just go to the gym. We would, we would warm up. We would kind of like shoot a little bit. Uh, like we would never like partner shoot or anything like that. You know, when, like someone shoots and like someone rebounds, you make like ten shots and like five spots, something like that. We never we didn't do that. We would literally just like get warm, stretch, and then we'd play one on one for like an hour and a half. And we'd have some crazy crazy battles. Uh, where you know, there'd be times where I won a few games in a row, and then there'd be times where he would go on a run. And yeah, we had some crazy battles. Like, times where we wouldn't even like talk to each other in the car after. I know what that's like. But, uh, yeah, me and Ian never play one on one because he's too goofy and he just won't take it seriously. I don't even think Jesse's ever played Ian one on one because it's like the same thing. But Jesse and I at least could have, uh, like, you know, we can break that barrier and get serious and like really compete and then, you know, be be ourselves like off the court. <laughs> that sounds like you'd fit in in our Sunday runs. Yeah, with Lilo and all those boys, they um, yeah, those runs can get different sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I bet. But um, no, that's that's cool. So um, I guess coaching wise, like just listening to your story, because I mean, for anyone who's listening to this, like me and Kai, like I guess we've known each other for quite a while now. But um, it's Pretty mostly quick. just it's mostly just like gassing each other up on Instagram and just like things like that. Yeah, we've never really like we've never really just like sat and talked. Um. But I can see, like, just through your story, like, that I'm not surprised that you're a coach now, just because, mm-hmm. like, obviously, when you when you go through the difficulties of one being smaller, no, not being naturally like an athlete, like you you're not you're not one of those guys that's six four, six five, six six that's you right. know jumping out of the gym and like you've had to find like you you had to like go looking for ways to obviously perform on the court. So, like, I can see mm-hmm. why you're you're um obviously you're now looked at as someone that 
could take on that role. Um, right. What are you What are you doing? Because you said you're kind of like preparing for your your time as a coach. Well, like, what are you yeah. doing to prepare for that right now? Oh man, I mean, we we go. I mean, we had a whole summer and spring, and you know, we put in a lot of stuff, and we we have influence from from other schools. So I you know I watched some of these other schools do it, um, and I'm studying a lot of their film. Um, shoot, we just had a, a meeting about a couple weeks ago, three hour meeting, three hour DVD on just defense. Yeah, and so. Um, you know, there's there's teams to watch, film on with with, with what we watch, what we watch, um, and so you know it's a lot of film study, uh, there's a lot of note taking, and so um, you know it's just a lot of like it really is just a lot of studying and then just being ready to to coach you know uh, what we've got going on in the, in the fall and being prepared for that, so that it's not brand new to me just as it is to the players. You know, I'm I got to be ready for you know what's coming in the fall before anybody else so um yeah like i said just a lot of studying that's kind of what i've been doing it takes up a lot of my day like you said earlier um it's not just the practices itself you know we got to put in the work outside before and after practice just as much as the players and um always just trying to find different ways to to be successful and if you get into the season it'll be you know a little bit different you know i gotta study what's working for us i gotta be the guy that finds the clips of, you know, what plays are working, what's not working, where we're more successful at. And it'll get, you know, really detailed um, once we really get into the season. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, cool. So um, Olympics, Olympics just finished. Did you watch much of the Olympics? I honestly didn't. I tried to watch a little bit. If anything, I really just watched uh, a little bit of the basketball, but I tried to follow it as, as best as I could. Yeah, true. I was just gonna, because we've been talking about like, do you watch much NBA? I watch a little bit. Um, yeah, it's it, yeah sometimes. Yeah, yeah. We, me and my friends have just been talking about like the the difference in the international play and stuff, and oh yeah, yeah, and like sure. what like what we prefer to watch, like in terms of like, yeah. I was just wondering like if you got a preference of like what you prefer. Uh, NBA watching. is just a NBA is a 48-minute pickup game. <laughs> it is, hey. Uh, you know, and, and now, like, you know, all these guys are, are coming out and talking about the FIBA game. And obviously, like, Dane, the quotes or his interviews of talking about, you know, how hard it is to score. Um, and I think when Lucas said it earlier, uh, nobody really took it seriously. Yeah. Uh, or they were kind of just, like, they didn't really believe it. And then I think more people had to start talking about it for it to, like, really makes sense and it makes sense you know especially with like the defensive stuff you know no no three in the key or yeah there's no yeah, three no, in the de- key. no defensive three seconds um, in the key yeah so like you know there's no like lanes to necessarily drive all the time um it has to be a lot more fundamental and i think guys just it, it, it could be a completely different game with completely different stars uh if you were to implement people rules like into the nba for you know maybe just a year but uh yeah, I mean, obviously we saw the difference, and obviously the game overall is just evolving worldwide. Um, you know, this isn't like USA isn't going to continue to, or I mean, like 2012 when they were just blowing everyone out. You know, like by 50. Yeah, yeah. Every country, um, it's, that's not really going to ever happen anymore. I don't think because I think everyone's just catching up to 
catching up to us uh, fundamentally. So um, I kind of like it though. I don't, I don't, I don't really want to watch blowouts all the time. I kind of want to. I, I enjoy competitive basketball from all over the world. Yeah, I just I just find the international rules. I don't. So in the high in high school, do you guys have the three seconds in the key defensively? No, and not even in college. That's just an NBA thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just think that it just promotes like it promotes teamwork for one, but it just promotes being a three level scorer like at the at the paint, like in the paint, in the mid range, outside the arc, like behind the three point line. Whereas in the NBA, it's just so spread out, and you're either mm-hmm. Like everyone's so spread that as long as you're like athletic enough and you've got a bit of a handle, like you can kind of beat that first man. And then yeah. the decision is really easy for you because it's it's someone under the rim. Well, that means there's there's probably a kick out to a corner. And if there's not someone under the rim, then I'm just gonna go and finish at the hoop. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. It just it does kind of feel like you, watch, watching the Olympics, watching. I mean, Team USA was still the best team by far, but seeing like Kevin Durant play in that format, and I don't know, it just it felt like it brought like a a purity to the game that you don't always see in the NBA. Yeah, no, yeah, I think um, some guys kind of struggle with it. Um, Kevin Durant is a different type of talent, so I don't think that really affected him. Um, I think much. he's the best player in the world. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Um, I thought Drew Holiday adjusted pretty well because he's just he's super tough, and I think with the FIBA rules and international rules, you have to be really tough to you know to, to play like in those kind of rules. And I think the refs played a part in it too. Like they don't they don't call they don't call too much. Um, they let a lot of stuff go, yeah. a lot of things go. So um, I think that's like that's I like that more. Uh, you know, letting the guys play play it out. Um, but yeah, I think those rules overall I enjoy. I don't think the NBA will, or I don't think the NBA will ever play those kind of rules. Not, I don't, I don't think so either. Is that you, cat? My mic can't, but we can't. Just <laughs> I gotta figure that out later. You can cut that part out. <laughs> no, no, that's all good. We're just gonna keep it rolling. Um. Yeah, no, I, I don't. On in our last po- in my last podcast with my mates, we uh we kind of discussed about like whether because there, there's parts of the nba that i i much prefer over the fiba the fiba rules and then there's other parts where i i kind of prefer the way fiba does it and um Definitely. i think for me the biggest thing is just like all the replays and going back and watching every single charge charge and block call by a referee and and oh, reviewing yeah. just all that sort of stuff i just think it takes away from the game like the the game yeah. is always going to be like perfectly imperfect like the, the refs are part of the game just they call the charge foul move on they call the block move on um yeah. i don't think we i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's right to like go back and watch watch like was that player like in slow-mo stopped for for the right mm-hmm. amount of time and things like that i th- I think that sort of stuff the nba could take on um but like i like the 12 minute quarters and, and things like that like I, th- I think the 10 minute quarters is actually too quick um mm-hmm. but but yeah, no, it, it was it was fun. The Olympics were really fun. I watched a lot of the Olympics. Um, I just enjoy watching all sports in general. But I mean, I was I was obviously most most tapped into the basketball and and it is fun that it's like a it really is. It's more than just Spain and USA. Like Spain's kind of been yeah. been like right there, and um, mm-hmm. 
but uh the rest of the world like there was obviously argentina in 2004 but like that's 2004 that's so long ago and usa didn't even really take their their best team then either and and i think um i think the world cup into that 2019 kind of like was a little bit of a wake-up call for us like the team usa like oh we actually have to like we have to go play well right um yeah but yeah it is fun that this game is becoming international and and uh and yeah but um you um you promised me some jesse stories yeah uh give, I mean, I know give us one give us one or two good ones i know i talked about the like the one-on-one stuff do you want like basketball related stories or do you want like i mean what anything i i just anything oh my god let me think uh just don't ru- just don't ruin a p- potential future contract for him <laughs> No, yeah, no. <laughs> Not that there'd be anything right. like that. No, I mean, when I know he talked about like the time, like when I told him he can guard me, like when he first played me. Uh, and that's a true story. Uh, <laughs> and that kind of goes back on like the, the, the mental thing that I had in, in high school. Um, my confidence, like anyone that knows me now, like knows me as like a very confident basketball player. Um, because I like kind of overcame that, and I know what it's like to to not perform well when I'm not confident. And I think uh, once I turn everything around, everything was just good for me. But um, yeah, uh, Jesse's like mentality, stuff like that. Uh, I don't like to take credit for it, but like he definitely likes to credit me for it. Uh, just some the, sometimes like the way he thinks about things and stuff like that. Um, you know, as, as goofy as we are, and it's, it's like. You know, a lot of the jokes we make, we also have a lot of serious talks. Uh, I know, like, he called me when you guys were with him. Uh, he calls me pretty much, like, all the time on game days because I got to, like, instill some mentality into him. Yeah. Uh, so, like, <clears throat> that's uh, that's kind of, like, our relationship for anybody that doesn't know. Um, you know, when he's out here, like, we, we work out a lot or we just play one-on-one a lot. <laughs> um, you know, but then we also have, like, you know, uh, a lot of serious talk, um, you know, talks about just stupid stuff, but then talks about, like, life and, uh, you know, basketball. And, um, you know, for him right now, um, he's, you know, doing what he set out to do. Um, you know, our journeys have been, you know, you couldn't really, like, predict it or, or you know, map it out. Uh, I think uh, that goes for pretty much anybody. But, um, you know, I've got, like, old messages that I've always screenshot from him um, talking about just, you know, making it, making it big. So, um, you know, those are the kind of the stories I guess I should focus on. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's, just, it's crazy to see what he's doing, but it's also not surprising at all uh, because uh, he's, uh, he definitely put the work in. I'm sure you know that he puts a lot of time in to his craft um, out there. And when he's out here, um, it's, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like everything that's coming his way, like it's uh it's very well deserved and like he came back so like I can't I can't like express this enough. Like the player he is today, like this is not what he was when <laughs> before he went over to the states, like right. like he was like yeah. I mean, I know I talked about it on his podcast like when I first knew Jesse, like he's this like sure, he was like maybe 5-7, chubby kid like <laughs> Uh, like he wouldn't like me saying this, but I remember like 
<laughs> I remember we talked, I don't know, it wasn't that long ago. I was like, I remember you used to wear like two jumpers to school. Like, why'd you wear like two? I kind of said, I was like, did you just try, were you trying to hide the fact that you were chubby? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> But yeah. he went over. The, he went over there. He he really never like. I was trying to get him in the weight room before he went over, and like he never really touched weights too much and anything yeah. like that. But yeah, he went over there and he his game just elevated. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna elevate when you're. I mean, the talent that we had, and even like when we would go to like different runs outside of Fullerton and played against other college guys or pros. Um, you know, he was fortunate to be in a good situation where we uh, where we were in contact with, like, a lot of different people that were good players. He just he came to the right situation. He was able to meet and experience a lot of different things through basketball. I think, you know, that also helped him as well. So, uh, good for him as far as that goes because, uh, obviously, now it's starting to pay off. He wants to come back to America. I'm sure he told you that, too. Yeah, I'm but, coming with him. Yeah, that'd be great, too. That'd be great. You guys can do another like documentary out here, and you, know, you can see him at his happiest. I think uh, you always said he's due for a trip out here now. Yeah, no, that'd be great. I've kind of told him like wherever wherever basketball takes you next, like I'll come for two, three, four <laughs> weeks, maybe six months, maybe a year. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just I'll just come with, um, especially after yeah. this COVID thing. Like just not being able to go anywhere and being so confined. I'm like. The second we can go somewhere, let's <laughs> let's go. And, yeah, I'm um, different everywhere. Yeah, no, I am excited for us to release his game day video. We've um just because we went into a lockdown here, like a COVID lockdown, um like right before like, we hadn't quite finished the video yet. It's pretty much done, but then we went into a lockdown and um we weren't able to work on the video. Um, me and my mate who are putting it together, so we um we're just yeah we're keeping people uh <laughs> keeping people waiting a little bit but we're thinking about releasing yeah, just an, another yeah. little teaser um but it's a pretty yeah. cool video and it would be fun like we were talking to jesse about it like um it's cool that we're like capturing it now like um and it's like it's still early in his career obviously and and yeah. it'll be a cool thing to look back on and then it'll be a cool thing to revisit again like maybe another video one day and um yeah yeah no it's these sorts of things like podcasts videos like all these sorts of things it's it's been kind of cool like we can kind of reflect like me and jesse reflected after our first like my first podcast was jesse and we kind of sat and we just reflected like oh like i wonder where this podcast could go like i wonder who might come on and and it's just kind of crazy like me and him have obviously had a friendship since we were like 14 15 and and uh and it's now like it's going worldwide like he went over to america and and then I got to like obviously I started talking to Ian and then and um I don't know if you've heard about like how I like kind of started really talking to Ian. But that was pretty funny for me. Um because he was on that trophy kid, Zocco. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's how yeah, that's how most of us know him. Yeah, but I like Jesse didn't tell me that. And I'd watched I just watched the Doco and then I started following Ian on Instagram. And I, I just, I looked at one of his photos and it was like his whole old high school basketball team. I looked at it and I saw the other guy that was on his team from the doco. And I was like, I was like, oh, that's yeah. the team. I was like, Ian was on that team. And I was like looking through the photo and I was like, which one's Ian? Cause he had lighter yeah. hair and stuff at this point. And then I was like, oh wait, Ian's the other guy. And so I got Jesse to call him, uh, to call me when next time he was with Ian. And so they're on the FaceTime and I was like, oh, 
sub trophy kid. He didn't like that. Yeah, but. He hates it. Yeah, he hates it. But it's only more reason to call him that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what are your plans in Hawaii? What are you doing? I'm singing. Uh, do you surf? Do family though. Uh, do you uh, surf? No, no, I don't. I need to learn. Everyone asks me that too. Well, I, I saw the I'm surfboard in your video. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, I do surf actually. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just doing with family. I have some friends out here too. Um, I'll be here for another six days. And so this is kind of just like a little end of summer getaway until uh, things start, start rolling at Fullerton and we get going full, full force. So I'm still like, you know, watching film on my laptop here and there. So I'm not completely away from it and I'm doing some work, but, uh, you know, I'm away from everything else, I guess. Uh, not really in the gym as much. So I'm enjoying my time off. Yeah, cool, man. Well, thank you for the talk today. This has been fun. Appreciate it, man. Where can, um, this was an honor to join me. Coach Kai, no, thank you for coming. This is the the honor is definitely all mine. <laughs> What's uh, uh where can people yeah. find you? Man, you can follow me or if you want to follow me, you can just look at my page. Uh at, on Instagram at KC.VILL. Um and then Twitter K underscore V I L L thirteen. I just joined um, Twitter. Twitter. I've been having fun with Twitter. Yeah, I feel uh, Jesse told me like Australians don't really use Twitter. It's not big uh, at all. Like literally, like I've asked a few friends if they're on Twitter because I just I just got it and I'm. It's honestly so much fun. Yeah, it's good. It's especially about who you follow and what comes up on your timeline. If you follow like a bunch of basketball stuff and coaches, you'll you'll actually like gain a lot of knowledge from certain things. No, and I like it. I don't really tweet, but I I, I follow um, a lot of stuff. I uh, I was on a tweeting frenzy in the in the Boomers uh, bronze medal game for like my yeah. three followers. Oh, I saw you. I saw you post them on your Instagram. Yeah, well, that's why because I've done a few like media like just learning tutorials. It's like how can you just create content? And I was like, oh, you can just create content using Twitter. Just screenshot your Twitter, and so I started doing that. And yeah, no, it's it's fun. I enjoy it. But um, yeah. but no, yeah. Thank you for coming on. We will uh. I have to have you on again sometime. We'll find out how the season's going over at Fullerton. I'm, yeah. I'm a Fullerton fan. Oh, yeah. I'm locked in. I have my jerseys. You got to come to a game. That's that's the next step for you. Yeah, no, I definitely. I'm. T- yeah, me and Jesse, we're gonna come over one day. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to actually meet in person. Yeah, no, definitely. Sweet. Well, thank you for your time. I'll let you go. Appreciate. It. What time's it over there? It's getting late, isn't it? Oh, it's not too late. Yeah. It's eleven fifty six in California, so I'm still kinda on that time, but I'm good. Yeah, this this Hawaii thing was good. It's a lot easier to lock down a time. But um, Yeah, for sure. I gotta get Ian on next. I've I've told Ian he can come on the podcast too. So is he still in Cali? I don't know what he's doing, man. I don't know what he does. It's like he comes he pops in and out of everyone's life, so I'm gonna have you to, know, you're gonna have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, I will, I will. <laughs> All right, bro. It was great talking to you. Great talking to you too. See you, bro. All right.